0: Hey, this is Chris. Here's just a sampling of what you'll hear on today's Adventure and Odyssey.
1: Jeff, this is Connie Kendall. Connie, meet Jeff Lewis, our star hitter.
0: I met him last night.
1: Him? Ooh, I see.
2: No, wait, don't get any ideas. He's just a friend.
3: <laughs> well, did I say anything?
2: No, but you adults are all the same. I told my mom about it on the phone this morning, and she automatically assumed I'm in love with the guy.
3: Well, uh, is he a Christian?
2: You know, uh, I don't know.
4: It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it?
2: Yeah.
4: Connie, would you mind if I kissed you?
0: Sit tight and we'll get started right after this.
3: If you're looking for something fun to do, you'll find it at witsend.org. You'll get the latest Odyssey news, scoops, and reviews at witsend.org. You can ask the writers questions, hear from the actors, even submit your own reviews. If you miss a show, it's a great place to catch up on what's been happening. And I'll let you in on a little secret. You could be the first on your blog to hear scenes from the next adventure. Just about everything you need to know about Adventures in Odyssey is on witsend.org. Log on today.
0: Connie Kendall has been through a lot of experiences since she came to Odyssey. Some have been pleasant and some, well, not so pleasant. On today's adventure, Connie's going to come face to face with a very difficult decision and turn yet another corner in the process of growing
3: up.
4: Lewis is under a lot of pressure
3: here. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, three balls, two strikes. A man on second. and Odyssey
4: high trailing funnels Connellsville yeah. by one run. You can feel the tension in the air. Come on, Jeff.
2: You can do it. That's exciting, Connie. Ooh, I wouldn't want to be in that guy's cleats. I can't look.
4: And to wind up the pitch, Lewis steps into it.
2: A solid hit that's going Up. Oh. Dan Williamson wouldn't have anything to do with that, right? I like sports. Sure you do. But I don't remember you going to a lot of baseball games before you started dating him. I'm learning. Come on, let's go. Where are we going? We're supposed to meet him outside the locker room. Really? We're going to meet the Dan Williamson?
0: Will he give us his autograph? Maybe a picture? Better than that. He's supposed to give us a ride home. So what happens now? I wait here until he gets dressed and comes out. There he is.
2: Dan, over here! Isn't he cute? I guess he's all right if you like the tall, muscular baseball types.
1: Hi, Cheryl.
2: (laughs) Congratulations on the game.
1: Thanks. Hey, Connie, what did you think?
2: Oh, it was a lot of fun. You had my stomach in knots during that
0: last inning.
1: Yeah, we do that on purpose just to keep the fans interested.
0: Sure. Hey, my mom dropped us off for the game. We need to take Connie home, okay?
1: Uh, yeah, that's okay, but, uh... What's wrong? Well, there's nothing wrong. It's just that Jeff Lewis is having a victory celebration at his house tonight, and I thought we could all go.
0: Jeff's having a party?
1: Yeah, what do you say?
0: I guess it'd be all right. Connie, you want to call your mom? Well, she went out of town on business today.
2: You know, those weekend management seminars she's involved with. Then you can come. Well, I have to check in with Wit. He's my guardian while she's away. But I think he'll let me go.
1: Of course he will. He wouldn't let you miss one of the famous Jeff Lewis victory celebrations, would he? Jeff! <laughs> Hi, Jeff. Jeff, this is Connie Kendall. Connie, meet Jeff Lewis, our star hitter.
2: Hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Um, That was quite a home run. How do you do it?
4: <laughs> With my eyes closed. I wouldn't have the nerve otherwise. So, are you guys coming or what?
2: Well... What do you do at a Jepplo's victory celebration?
4: Oh, we play games like cheesy, uh, maybe Twister, and then we break out the lemonade and sing old camp songs. What? <laughs> oh, you'll love it. Come uh-huh.
2: on. Well, um, let's find a phone so I can call Whit.
0: Oh, there you are, Connie. You've been looking all over for you.
1: Yeah, I was afraid you might have walked home or something.
2: Well, I was getting ready, too. You're not enjoying yourself either, huh? Well, I just don't feel right. You didn't tell me Jeff's parents wouldn't be here.
1: Well, they were supposed to be.
2: We didn't know till after we arrived. You didn't tell me everyone would be drinking, either.
1: Well, we don't go to these parties much. I, I, I forgot what they can be like. I, I just thought that with our getting to the regional finals and all... Look, Connie, I'm sorry. I thought it would be more fun and not not so rowdy.
2: Well, if if you're ready to get out of here, why don't we just go? Yeah, thanks.
1: Come on. Hey, what are you guys doing? The party's inside. Hi, Jeff. We know. Oh, I see. I'm not having a good time. Well, you know, it's a little
4: noisy. I have a solution for that. Oh? Just follow me down this path. You'll see. Come on. Dan. Cheryl. Cheryl. Follow along. You're going to get lost in our woods. Connie, don't be shy.
1: Well?
2: Connie? Well, I don't want to be rude. We can go for a minute.
4: Come on in. Uh, Where's the light? There we go. Oh, Jeff. This is nice. Is this yours? I mean, did you build it? My parents did. They were going to make it a guest house, but they never had any guests. They gave it to me for getting straight A's last semester.
2: (laughs) They gave it to you?
4: Yep. See? It's got a little kitchen and a bathroom and a little bedroom right through there, and it's mine. I can't believe this place. You didn't tell me about it, Jeff. I don't tell a lot of people. It's my hideaway. I can escape from everything here.
2: What, like your own (laughs) party?
4: Yeah, sometimes. It's like a big tree fort on the ground. I keep all my trinkets and souvenirs here. You know, old comic books and toys. And I even have a Mac Mason secret agent decoder ring you have to see to believe. <laughs> I
2: still- Mac Mason, (laughs) but I never saved enough box tops to get the decoder ring. Wow, look at the trophy
4: case. That was my dad's idea. He likes to show them off. (laughs) And
1: you don't? Not really. I mean, it's not like they mean anything.
0: Dan, look at all these plaques. Come here.
1: Okay, Cheryl, don't start foaming at the mouth. I have plaques at home, too.
2: (laughs) I got a Little League softball pitching award just like this one.
4: You did? Do you still play?
2: Well, not very often. Something happened when I turned 12 and I I started pitching funny. Then my mom started making me wear dresses. It was terrible.
4: (laughs) I'm sure you looked beautiful.
2: Well, it took me two years to get used to them.
4: Um, Connie. Yeah? I'm sorry you're not having a good time at the party.
2: Well, it's your house. Well, your parents' house. I guess they can afford to pay for the damage.
4: It's not usually so crazy.
2: Mm
4: Mm-hmm. Look, I'm not real good at this, but could I see you? I mean, like, could we go out together on a date tomorrow night? Well,
2: I have to work tomorrow night until 9.
4: How about Sunday?
2: Well, I go to church in the morning.
4: Then Sunday night?
2: I'm back at church again.
4: Twice on Sunday? Huh. Um, Then how about Sunday afternoon? We could have a picnic up at Trickle Lake or something. Unless you're saying all this because you don't like me.
2: No, it's just that my mom's out of town and and I'd like to ask her first, that's all.
4: You need to ask your mom?
2: Yeah, well, she'll call me tomorrow morning. Do you know where Wits End is? Who doesn't? Well, come by there late tomorrow afternoon and then I'll be able to tell you.
4: Okay, I'll be looking forward to it.
2: and straighten the napkin holders. What else should I do? Uh,
3: Calm down, Connie. Relax.
2: Well, but I was thinking that the Bible room could use a mop.
3: Well, now you wait a minute. You already swept it an hour ago.
2: But, where? don't you think that...
3: Connie, what's going on? You polished everything within an inch of its life. You swept, you mopped, you rearranged, and, well, I'd just like to know what the occasion is. Well, that dress, for instance.
2: You don't like this dress?
3: Oh, it's lovely. But you usually wear jeans, sweatshirt, and sneakers. Is the president making a surprise visit to Witt's End? What do you know that I don't?
2: Someone's coming in to see me, that's all.
3: But not the president? No. A friend?
2: Sort of. I met him last night. Him? Oh, I see. No, Witt, don't get any ideas. He's just a friend.
3: <laughs> well, did I say anything?
2: No, but you adults are all the same. I told my mom about it on the phone this morning, and she automatically assumed I'm in love with the guy.
3: I wouldn't assume any such thing. You wouldn't? Well, I'm not a big fan of the love at first sight idea. It's dangerous. The love is supposed to be nurtured over time as you get to know the person.
2: Exactly. All he asked me to do is go on a picnic tomorrow.
3: Huh. what's his name? Maybe I know him.
2: Jeff Lewis?
3: Lewis. Oh, it sounds familiar. Uh, does he go to church?
2: Oh, uh, well...
3: Uh, he doesn't go to church?
2: I'm not sure.
3: Well, uh, is he a Christian?
2: You know, uh, I don't know. I see. It's just for a picnic.
3: Hmm.
2: What's wrong?
3: Oh, I don't know that anything's wrong. I'm just not sure it's ever a good idea for a Christian to date someone who isn't.
2: It's only a picnic, Will.
3: I know. Couldn't you have invited him to church gone on an activity with some other Christians?
2: Well, he asked me not. I didn't have time to think about all that. It's not like I have a lot of practice at it, you know. It's no big deal to me anyway.
3: Oh, well, I guess it was your dress and all the cleaning up that fooled me.
2: Good grief. We're not going to elope or anything. It's just a picnic. Well,
3: that's not what I'm concerned about, Connie. It's only that I think these situations are best handled at the beginning. Emotions get all tangled and...
2: (gasps) There he comes with. Now, don't worry. It'll be all right.
3: Hi, Connie.
2: Hi, Jeff. This is Wit. I mean, Mr. Whitaker. Wit, this is Jeff.
3: Oh, nice to meet you, Jeff. Same here.
4: Boy, you look nice, Connie. Thanks. Um, uh, did you talk to your mom? Mm-hmm. Are we on for the picnic tomorrow?
2: Well... Yeah. What time do you want to pick me up? Are you still hungry? There are a few
4: sandwiches left. No, Thanks. They were really good. It's an art to get bologna and ketchup to taste like steak.
2: Oh, you're just saying that.
4: (laughs) Yeah, maybe I am. But I'm glad you came on this picnic. It's one of the best afternoons I've ever had. You're so different from all the other girls. I don't have to put on an act with you. An act? Yeah. It seems like a lot of girls expect me to be Mr. Cool Baseball Player, and it's tough. I spend the whole day double checking everything I do and say with you I'm just me I guess I can relax it's nice
2: I'm glad I've had a good time too
4: you want to take a walk
2: Oh, I can't I have to get back and get ready for church
4: oh that's right you don't go to church do you not since I was a kid well then you're long overdue you wanna you wanna go with me to the service tonight Um, not really I have some things I have to do before school tomorrow.
2: Oh, would you like to go with me
4: sometime? I don't know. Dan keeps asking me, too. I'm not really interested in that kind of thing, but we'll see. Okay. Just
2: promise you'll think about it.
4: I promise. It's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Yeah. Connie, would you mind if I kissed you?
2: Do you really want to?
4: Yeah. I do.
0: We'll return to Adventures in Odyssey right after this.
1: Is he ready? The Institute has helped me, in a very real sense, define my calling. Does she know what she wants out of life? It's been
0: practical application stuff and leaving a stronger. Um a stronger believer, really.
1: Do they know where to start? It's more clear to me what my goals and duties are as a Christian, I think, um, and how I can engage people around me in the discussion about truth and Jesus Christ.
0: The Focus on the Family Institute is a one-semester program that will help your son or daughter define their future and bring focus to their dreams.
1: And it's hard to put into words what you experience here, but I'll tell you that it'll be life-changing.
0: It's allowed me to get a godly perspective. Versus what the world teaches me through, you know, through the media and through other outlets of what a family is supposed to look like. The focus on the Family Institute: world-class education and a life-changing experience. You can find more information at focusinstitute.org. dot org. That's focusinstitute.org. dot org. I'll tell you that it'll be life changing. And now, the conclusion of our adventure and odyssey. Thanks for meeting me, Connie. Meeting you? It's lunch,
2: Cheryl. Yeah, I know, but you usually eat with Jeff. And you usually eat with Dan. I guess it's a good thing they had an away game. Otherwise, we'd never see each other. Oh, we see each other at the games. We'll see each other to talk. Just us. Oh. How long have you and Jeff been going out? A few weeks. Not long.
0: Does your mom like him?
2: Yeah. She says he's adorable. He's a lot of things, but adorable isn't one of them. Puppies are adorable. Do you think you guys are getting pretty, you know, serious? I don't know if... What's this all about, Cheryl? Why the interview? Just wondering. Come on. It's just that we haven't been to Bible study lately, and... Well, it's on Tuesday nights. Tuesday's the only time I get to see Jeff during the week. It's easy for you and Dan because Dan goes to Bible study. Jeff won't go? No, not yet. He might, though. He keeps saying he might one day. But he probably won't. You don't know that, Cheryl. You know, Dan has been inviting him for over a year now. Jeff just says he'll think about it. Maybe now he is thinking about it. Like he keeps thinking about going to church? Yeah, but he hasn't. Cheryl, what are you trying to tell me? I'm worried, that's all. Worried? You've been missing church. Good You're keeping count? You used to go every Sunday morning and evening. Now it's hit and miss. How could I not notice? What is this, Cheryl? Do you want to know how often I read my Bible? How many times a day I pray? What do you want to know? Nothing. I'm sorry. Look, I talked to Jeff about Christianity. It's not like I've given up or anything. No, Connie, but I'm afraid of how you're changing. Jeff's a nice guy, but he's not a believer, and I think it's starting to. Well, I don't think it's your place to judge, Cheryl. Maybe it's not even your business. I know what I'm doing. Everything is under control, and we're all right. Are you sure? Yes, and I think if you were my real friend, you'd be happy for me, and I don't have anything else to say. Thanks for the lunch. <sighs> I'm
3: doing something wrong.
2: So judgmental. Nobody's business. Connie. You, oh, wet! I didn't know you were standing there.
3: Oh, well, I'm not surprised. Is there something bothering you?
2: What makes you think there's something bothering me? Connie. Why does my mom have to go on so many business trips? I need her, and she's always off doing seminars.
3: Oh, she's not always wrong, Connie. Is that what's making you mad?
2: I got a lecture today from Cheryl about Jeff.
3: Oh? What about?
2: You know, it's the same thing you haven't lectured me about.
3: I beg your pardon?
2: It's about me and Jeff. Oh. It's about Jeff not being a Christian. I know you wanted to talk to me, but you haven't. Well, Cheryl lectured me about it today. People can be so self-righteous about things they don't understand.
3: Well, what is it she doesn't understand?
2: That I'm trying to talk to Jeff about Christianity. So what if I've missed a few Bible studies and a couple of church services? Doesn't it count that I've always been there before?
3: Well, why have you been missing?
2: Because it's the only time Jeff and I... No, you're trying to make me talk about this.
3: You don't want to talk about it, huh?
2: No, because I know what you're going to say. What do people want me to do? Jeff's not a Christian, and I am. It happens. Big deal. He's a good guy. He's nice. So I've missed a few Bible studies, one or two church services. Who cares?
3: Well, I do. Connie, it's not that you've missed the Bible studies or the church services. It's, it. well, it's why you've missed them. you missed them because of Jeff. Uh, it's part of the tug-of-war you're bound to have between your relationship with him and your relationship with God.
2: There's no tug-of-war wit. Jeff doesn't make me do anything.
3: Maybe he doesn't outright, but surely you feel a tug-of-war in your heart when you know you should do one thing, but your feelings for him tell you to do another. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 6 that believers are not to be intimately involved with those who don't believe. We may have some things in common, but... Not the most important thing in our lives. Our faith. Sooner or later, your belief and his lack of belief will clash. Tell me, Connie, that deep inside you don't feel the struggle already.
2: Well, he could become a Christian.
3: He could. But what happens to you in the meantime? Dating to bring someone to the Lord rarely ever works the way we hope it will.
2: Well, then what are you telling me to do?
3: Well, I'm not telling you to do anything. I think you know what's right and wrong here, but... My experience is that it's especially hard to do the right thing when your emotions are all twisted around. It hurts. Sometimes worse than anything we ever have to do.
2: How do you know?
3: Oh, I've been in this situation. In college. A girl I knew. What did you do? I had to end the relationship.
2: You mean you broke up?
3: Yes. It was the right thing to do. Yes?
2: I think I'm in love with them. Oh, (sighs) Connie.
4: Come in. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Connie. I'm glad you're here. Guess what?
2: Jeff, I need to talk to
4: you. No, no. When I say, guess what, you're supposed to respond with, what, Jeff? Now, let's try it again. Hey, Connie, guess what? What, Jeff? You have to guess. Jeff. You're not doing this right. You have to guess.
2: I don't have time.
4: Well, then look what I found. What is it? My Mac Mason secret agent decoder ring. See? The top flips up and there's a secret message inside. I found it in the back of my junk drawer. Neat, huh?
2: Yeah, I suppose so.
4: You suppose so? Connie, you're not understanding the significance of this. It's the Mac Mason secret decoder ring. Right. And I want you to have it. What? The ring. It's yours to wear. But, Jeff, I... Don't worry. It's adjustable. It bends. Give me your hand. I want to see how it looks.
2: No, Jeff. I can't take the ring.
4: Yes, you can. Give me your hand. I can't. Come Oh, I get it. Look, this doesn't mean we're engaged or anything.
2: No, that's not it. I just can't.
4: What do you mean you can't? I can't. You're making me nervous, Connie. What's the problem?
2: I like you, Jeff. I like you so much.
4: That's a problem?
2: Yeah, it is.
4: Am I supposed to know what you're talking about? No. Then what?
2: I can't go out with you anymore.
4: R- run that by me again?
2: I can't go out with you anymore.
4: You can't, or you won't. Um, both. Why not? I thought we were having a good time. I thought we, you know, liked each other.
2: I do like you, but you you couldn't understand.
4: Well, try to make me understand. You can't just come in here and... Did I say something? I did I do something wrong? I'm a Christian, Jeff,
2: and you're not.
4: Church? Is that what this is about?
2: Not church. Jesus. You don't know him. You don't understand what he means to me or how I feel about him. He's the most important person in my life, and I I can't talk to you about him. You can talk? I don't care. You don't,
4: and I need you to. Well, what do you want me to do? You want me to come to church with you? You want me to say the Pledge of Allegiance? You want me to get no. on my knees and confess something? We can work this out. Just tell me what you want and I'll do it.
2: I know you will, Jeff. But it won't be real. You can't do it for me. You have to accept him for you. But, Connie... Oh, Jeff, I'm sorry. I I can't do this anymore. It hurts too much. I, I have to do what's right for both of us. I'll see you.
4: Connie, come back. Connie!
2: Mom, how's the conference? Good. Me? Oh, not much. Jeff and I broke up. Well, he, you know, he wasn't a Christian, and you know, yeah, it hurts. But it was the right thing to do. Mom, please come home.
0: Some of you, dating might seem a long way off, but now is the best time to understand and decide what you'll do when you're ready to date. Talk to your parents about it. Find out what they learned from their dating experiences. But realize most of all that if you love Jesus, then you'll want to go out with someone who loves Jesus, too. That's even more important than how they look or how nice they seem to be. Thanks for spending this time in Odyssey with us. If you ever want to write to us just to say hi or ask us questions, all you have to do is send your letter to odyssey colorado springs colorado 80995 in canada write to box 9800 vancouver bc v6b 4g3 and when you write don't forget to ask about how you can get a copy of this broadcast just mention today's date in your card or letter the address once again is odyssey colorado springs colorado 80995 Adventures and Odyssey is a production to focus on the family. Today's program is called First Love and was written and directed by Paul McCusker. Our production engineer was Dave Arnold and our executive producer Chuck Bolte. And I'm Chris. Join us again next time for Adventures and Odyssey.